This is the voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week. We're signing on Thursday, the 25th of July, 2019. VORW International is a weekly podcast hosted by myself, wherein we discuss a wide variety of topics, Sometimes we'll talk about philosophical and moral issues. Sometimes we'll talk about current events, motivational stuff, uh, you know, lighthearted or very deep topics. And of course, I always am open to discussing uh, the unknown, the unexplained, the paranormal, UFOs, government conspiracies, you name it. So it's a diverse program. We heard a wide variety of means online, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Play. Uh, etc. We're also heard on the shortwave, 7780-5850 kilohertz. We're heard worldwide, dear listeners. Uh, The focus of today's program, most of it is going to be about Area 51 again, because it's still in the news, lots of people are talking about it, and most importantly, I wanted to know what you, as a listener, think about this. Now, Over the last week, I've been doing some more research on it. We are going to get to a few other topics, and I do have another question for you. Uh, We're going to get to that in a minute. Over the last week, I have been doing some more research of Area 51. I've been watching a lot of videos, reading a lot of materials, and just doing a lot of research overall. And, you know, no matter what, number one, i got to tell you, Area 51 is a place that gives me the creeps. I'm not gonna lie, it, it really does. You know? And I say this sincerely. Watching those videos, and it's not like it's scary, like it's um, of some sort of monster or something, but it's just, it's creepy overall. Does anyone else get that feeling? Like it's just, it's so isolated, so secluded, yet, so so secretive, so maintained. Uh, you know, it's just under such heavy security, you can't help but wonder. You know, I mean, I have to even admit, completely, 100% honestly, uh, over the last few weeks, I have honestly grown more, I guess, open-minded is the best way to put it, in regards to what might be in Area 51. And I'm not going to say that it's extraterrestrial stuff. I mean, it's still that's still one of those things that I can't fully convince myself that they've visited Earth yet. I know they're out there. I know there are aliens. You know, look at the size of the universe, all that stuff, right? And they got to be out there. But how many, their level of advancement, and whether they've found us, or whether they've been here or not, uh, is another story. But either way, I know for a fact there's stuff in there that'll blow your mind. Uh, Be that extraterrestrial technology, or stuff that to us would almost seem like it's on that level, that incomprehensible level. Whether it be completely man-made in origin, uh, no matter what, it's stuff that would, I'm sure, blow your mind. That's all I can, can imagine. And you know, I really think about Area 51, and... I think curiosity kind of gets the best of all of us, you know? It's what's in there, right? 
It's like, what, what's in there? What's, what's behind those fences? What's past all the security checkpoints, past those rural roads, those mountaintops? What's underneath those buildings way out there? But, you know, part of me thinks that maybe it's for our own good that it's secret. What if there is such advanced technology, weaponry, spy systems, that if any foreign enemies or domestic enemies got their hands on it and used it in certain ways, it would be the end of all of us. Who's to say? All I'll say is this. I think that whatever's there is probably under lock and key to the extent that it is, for good reason. And you know what? Maybe it is for your good, my good as well. And maybe it's for the best that it doesn't get out. I really don't know, but all I can say is that it really it lets the mind wonder. Now, personally, I don't advocate storming the facility. I'm not going to be there. So use some common sense if you ever go there. And respect it. Once you get to that barrier where the sign says, don't cross this point, don't cross it. Before then, you know, uh, make a YouTube video, take some pictures, whatever you want to do. But once you're on their property, it is what it is, and they're authorized to use deadly force. I, I have a feeling if people show up there on September 20th, people are going to the security there is going to be a little more lenient at first, because they don't want to result in a mass casualty incident. But if you go there and ignore their repeated warnings, they'll do what they have to do. You know, the, the security personnel there, the camo dudes, as they call them, uh, you look at these videos of the people that drive up to Area 51 and get as close as they can, and, you know, it's always the same features. You see the all the cameras, the sensors, and you always see these white pickup trucks. But the guys in them, the security, they wear the, mil the military fatigues, you name it, probably are military, uh, they take their job extremely seriously. And there is one video, these two guys that were on uh, dirt bikes or whatever, and they found this other back entrance to it. And as soon as they get into a place... Mind you, they didn't get on the facility, they were on the place's grounds, though. As soon as they got close to it, you know, this white pickup truck comes out of nowhere. I mean, it's just booking it down to them. And, you know, these two soldiers get out, uh, guns drawn, and, uh, they, you know, they give them a really stern warning, talking to, you name it. So, bear in mind, look, the government security there takes things really seriously. So I just I, I just suggest that you respect their rules. You know, I myself, I'm not one of those people that completely hates the government, wants to, you know, see anarchy or anything. I think every government has its secrets. And maybe it's, maybe they're kept secret for a reason. Who's to say? But either way, now, I want to give a little bit of a brief history about Area 51 before we get to your comments. I think a lot of us kind of know about Area 51, but we hear about it so much. And sometimes, you know, like if I asked you, where, where were the origins of Area 51? I think some of us know, but some of us really don't. We just kind of hear about it, and we know it's affiliated with extraterrestrials, but we don't really know much more about it. 
Now, Area 51, of course, famous for the possibility of UFOs. It's located at Groom Lake, southern Nevada. I'm pretty sure it's about 80, 85 miles from Las Vegas. It's officially owned and operated by the U.S. Air Force. Though really, consider it a government installation, a government facility. So, you know, could be used by the CIA. Again, it's primarily on the books, Air Force. But, look, the government is the government. And whoever's going to use it, uses it, right? That's all that there is to it. But on the books, it's, of course, affiliated with the Air Force. Now, all the research and occurrences that go on there, especially in modern times, are top secret, right? No one really knows for sure. There are a few alleged whistleblowers. We really don't know about their authenticity or lack thereof. And we're going to cover them in a little bit. The existence of Area 51 was not even acknowledged until the year 2013. And that was by the CIA. Now, if you're wondering how far back this goes, go back to 1942. It began as an airfield back then. And it stayed as one, as far as we know, until 1955, where then it started getting built up. Then it really started getting developed for the U-2 project. Which, you know, back then, even that was very secretive, granted. Uh, the U-2 spy planes, of course, peak Cold War, were necessary. And they're still used today, you know, the Dragon Lady. Still, there's still U-2 spy planes flying around. Now, even then, I think people kind of had their speculations about the facility. And it was really... It came to be, uh, you know, the talk about aliens and all of that was really publicized in uh, May of 1989 by Bob Lazar. And maybe you've heard about him. His name has kind of been making the rounds again. You know, his claims are really up for debate. But in May of 1989, he did an interview with a pretty local news affiliate. And he claims to have been a physicist, government scientist, who worked at Area 51. And he essentially came clean. Uh, he said, look, I was at this facility, I was employed there, I worked there, and at Area 51, I was charged in assisting to try to reverse engineer an alien spacecraft, a flying saucer, spaceship. And it wasn't perfect. There were accidents, people died, but there's this stuff going on. And that interview got a lot of attention. And, of course, some people who were supporters of UFOs said, Look, this is it. This guy is the whistleblower. Uh, this is definitive proof that there's this stuff going on here. And other people, of course, refuted it. Now, there's no hard evidence to prove that he, he did or didn't do anything. I'm a bit skeptical of Bob Lazar, if you ask me. Because if he was really a whistleblower for something as serious as... The fact that the government would be running and managing UFOs, something that is granted, uh, would, would change the course of history. You know, that massive. The fact that extraterrestrial life is not only proven to exist, of course, but we're trying to harness their technology. I, I don't think that information is going to get out. You know, you better believe if, let's say, that's what they're doing, and a guy goes rogue, uh, you better believe... The, the, the government is going to do everything in their power to stop him. 
stop him from spilling the beans, so to speak. But either way, look, whether he was telling the truth or fabricating it, again, I honestly doubt his authenticity. I put it up for debate, but I'm not him. So I don't know if what he saw did or didn't happen. That's just my two cents. But anyway, into the 1990s, of course, as the UFO craze really spread and was really becoming huge, it was only further bolstered in 1997 by a phone call to Coast to Coast AM. It was then hosted by Art Bell. From an anonymous caller who claimed to have worked at Area 51. And the thing that made that call so unique was the pure, raw emotion in this man's voice. He sounded frantic. He sounded, in truth, like he was saying something that he shouldn't be saying. And again, I doubt their authenticity, but this guy, even if he was pulling people's leg and he was just taking them all and playing them for a fool. The guy that called into Coast to Coast back in 97 was far more convincing than Bob Lazar and essentially elicited a reaction of something that I would see more realistic as some, you know, from someone who is really sharing this stuff that shouldn't be shared. You know, he, he's acting like he, he might be shut down, taken away at any minute. You can just hear the panic in his voice. But again, I will still question the authenticity. Uh, do I think that there are extraterrestrials at Area 51 personally? No. Do I think that there is secret technology there for military government use that would just blow us off our feet? Absolutely. I, that I say metaphorically. Stuff that we think is just insane, I think it's there. And I think it's for the best that it's protected, that it's under lock and key. I think it's for our own good. I think we should respect the law and respect the fact that it's just not meant for our eyes to view. But at the same time, we do have that ability to, to speak freely, freedom of speech. And we're all welcome to share our thoughts on what we think is in Area 51. Who's to say for sure what's in there? But you know, here on VORW, you will have your say. Because coming up now, we're going to be getting to your thoughts on what you think is in Area 51. This week I have a new question, so please send your responses to email vorwinfo at gmail.com. That's vorwinfo at gmail.com. This week's question is about dreams. Sometimes, though, we'll have dreams that are very realistic. That, like, it seems like this is real life. Only to wake up and you realize it was just a dream, but it's like it's so confusing because it feels so real. Some people will say that they've had dreams that have been a prediction of things. Big or small. That it's been almost a sort of premonition. That in a dream, something happened. Could be personally. Could be on a local level. 
be on a national or global scale. But you saw something happen before it did, and your dream predicted something. My question for you is this. Have you ever had a dream that came true? And again, I'm not talking in the metaphorical sense. I'm not saying, you know, like, oh, I, my dream came true. Have you ever dreamt something one night, an event, an occurrence, and have had that happen? Specifically, I'm thinking something outside of your control. Uh, so it's not like, yeah, I had a dream. I went over to Starbucks and got a cup of coffee. And then, you know, you wake up and you go to Starbucks and have a cup of coffee. I'm saying something that is out of your control. So if you've had any dreams that have ever predicted something that have came true, share them, share your experience if you're comfortable with it. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com And if you don't, I don't want you to be left out. What do you think about dreams in general? V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com for your responses. Uh, Last week I tried something new, and this week I'm continuing it. You can submit your responses in writing. However, if you want to be on the air directly, and you want to have your voice heard by tens of thousands of people worldwide, you can also record your thoughts, your experience, and send it to me as an audio file at v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com and there's a good chance I'll play it in the next show. Now, if you don't have anything on either of those topics, just send me a miscellaneous email. Let me know that you're listening. If you have any questions or miscellaneous topic suggestions, uh, you can also write in or record your audio feedback and email it to me. And, of course, any paranormal topic suggestions... Uh, You name it, cryptoids, UFOs, conspiracies, all that stuff. Send me an email. Let me know what you want to hear me talk about. If you're tuned in on the shortwave, reception reports are welcome. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. And with that, let's go over to our Area 51 feedback. First, let's hear some of your recordings. Hey, Review Bra, this is RJ. So my thoughts on Area 51 is that something is going to... uh... Something's going to happen, whether it's, you know, just a few people going there or there's actually going to be more than a million going there. And there's been a lot of speculation that there's aliens, that there's hidden, you know, like, treasury and stuff like that. And now that, you know, the Air Force and all that's getting involved, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think they set the date to September 20th. So definitely interested to see what happens there, if the raid happens, if it doesn't happen, if it's just an act. They're just trying to hype hype it up on the media. Because there's been things that they've hyped up a lot in the past that actually never happened, but I don't know. You know, there's over a million people who, you know, are wanting to go to Area 51 to find out what's going on, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens that day. I hope it doesn't start some type of bigger issue in the U.S., um, you know, because we definitely don't want that. I, I agree with you, RJ. RJ from Florida, checking in. I mean, definitely, it's going to be interesting no matter what to see what happens, because like you said, some things get really hyped up, you really think that something is going to go down, and then it never does, and it was like, you know, all this happened for nothing, Uh, but sometimes, of course, it is hyped up for a reason, and something really does come of it, so thank you for sharing your thoughts, Uh, let's go over to Davis with his feedback. 
so yeah, regarding uh, your request for that, um, I'd be more than happy to oblige. Um, I truly do believe Area 51 does contain private government facilities, uh, but I also believe that the hype and the mystique of these facilities has gotten the better of our imaginations. Uh, do I think there are secret government operations taking place at Area 51 uh, relating to the UFO phenomenon? Uh, yes, I certainly do. However, I believe these operations are centered more so around the security aspect of a possible attack uh, by something unworldly rather than an ongoing cover-up of something alien that has already taken place here on Earth, or perhaps even in America. A surveillance facility, if you will. Now, I understand the need for classified uh, government information, and I think this sort of secrecy can really take hold of the public's hopes and fears, and turn into something a little more overblown than it probably should be. And I, just like you, definitely believe there is life elsewhere in the universe simply based on the mathematical probability. However, I don't believe that any alien life has visited Earth in at least the last 500 years. And uh, my main reason for this is simply based on the fact that the public is not in the know about it, and I just don't believe that something that massive could be kept under wraps for so long, and that somebody would have likely let the cat out of the bag by now. Uh, I strongly advise you, and any interested listeners, on the topic to watch some Paul Hellier videos. Uh, he was a high-ranking Canadian government official that has claimed to have been in contact with UFOs, and has somewhat of a convincing and interesting personal story. I'm very hopeful uh, that we will see evidence of life elsewhere in the universe, and specifically homo sapien life, during our lifetimes. And given the rapid advances with technology over the last 30 years, I think it's becoming more and more likely every day. And uh, yeah, thanks again for reaching out to your fan base. And I certainly look forward to your endeavor of taking live calls coming into fruition. Goodbye and good luck. Thank you, Davis, for your thoughts there and your feedback. Uh, definitely, I think that is a popular viewpoint that a lot of people have with Area 51, is that it is a you know, definitely a, some sort of government facility uh, for testing. I think there's no doubt that some secretive stuff goes down there. And I think it is interesting also that you mentioned Paul Hellier, who, uh, like you did say, he was a Canadian engineer, politician, writer, and commentator, and uh, he had a really long career and uh, he definitely does have some interesting experiences with UFOs. Uh, certainly something that I would look into more, do some more research with, uh, but certainly an interesting recommendation, and I also would go ahead and recommend anyone interested to check it out. Next, what I want to do is I want to go over to a written piece of correspondence regarding Area 51. Now, like everything else, uh, there's all different degrees of stuff that we received over the last uh, week. Uh, some stuff is honest feedback, some stuff is obviously more on the lighthearted side. Uh, some things are very serious. This piece of correspondence, all I'll tell you is make of it what you will. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and take a side or a position on this. Uh, I want you to listen to this, listen to it good, and come to your own conclusion. Either way, I think it's probably one of the most fascinating pieces of correspondence that have been really sent my way. The writer of this wants to remain anonymous for obvious reasons. Here goes. I have worked and currently work in the defense contractor industry, most notably with a company called Lockheed Martin, and have a peculiar insight into this subject for a long time now. 
If you don't know what defense contracting is, it's basically running security for private industry. This includes protecting high security assets, basically secret projects, that the top defense companies in America maintain. These companies include EG&G, Raytheon, Lockheed, Boeing, and many more. We are typically contracted when the U.S. military cannot provide its own for asset production. It's a strange career to get into, to say the least, and usually requires prior military background to apply. All of these companies have had involvement with what we call Special Access Projects, abbreviated SAPS, which are beyond top-secret development projects. A majority of these projects have taken place at the test range, or what is most commonly referred to now as Area 51. To be perfectly clear before I go any further, I have never had an assignment at the test range. I'm simply aware of this project's existence due to the nature of my job, and I believe I can speak with some validity as to what goes on there. Area 51 is probably one of the most misunderstood and overly characterized bases on the planet. Due to the immense public interest in the base, there have been a lot of misconceptions about what goes on at Area 51 and what's there currently. The first and probably biggest misconception about these special projects, in particular the SAP projects at Area 51, is that people think the US government is heavily involved with this stuff, and that is just not the case. Almost anything regarding the UFO or alien phenomenon is controlled, accessed, and regulated through the private industry, most notably through the companies I have listed above. The second misconception is that Area 51 currently houses aliens or some form of UFO. That is not true either. Today the base is mainly used to test weapon systems and aircraft that are top secret, hence why there is still so much security. It did house this kind of stuff back in the late 1940s. Up until the late 1980s, before the base became public knowledge, although I'm talking specifically about UFOs, or what people commonly refer to as flying saucers. Now, before I lose half your audience, let's take a step back for a second and objectively look at this. There are an estimated 50 billion planets in our galaxy alone. Within just our local cluster, we've already discovered over 1,000 exoplanets that are pot potentially habitable. If you do the math, even if you took less than 1% of the 50 billion planets in our galaxy and assumed they had life, you would still be dealing with millions of planets. If people really believe that other intelligent life doesn't exist, they really need to reassess our current knowledge of the cosmos. Now back to the UFO subject. Perhaps the hardest aspect for people to believe is that we've been visited by another species. This is understandable, but again, if you assess the potential reasons why they would visit Earth, it becomes more clear. For starters, we live on a rare and unique planet. Earth looks nothing like any other planet in our solar system, and that's for good reason. Several factors had to be in place, such as positioning of the moon, Jupiter's gravity belt pulling away most large asteroids, and the position, rotation of the sun, etc., in order for Earth to be what it is today. In short, we know for a fact our planet is rare among the cosmos, 
and that makes it of peculiar interest for other species to observe. But perhaps the biggest reason why we started getting visited, and what leads us back to the U.S. military and secret bases, was the development of the splitting of the atom and the creation of the nuclear bomb. For whatever reason, this definitely attracted attention, hence why a majority of UFO sightings and cases start in the mid-1940s after World War II, most notably with the incident at Roswell. It also explains why a majority of the legitimate UFO sightings are on military installations or out at sea with military aircraft. Roswell was real. I cannot confirm if actual aliens were found or not, but I know that recovered parts of the craft were most definitely found. And wouldn't you know, the craft that crashed was near the Roswell Army Airfield, also known as RAAF, which at the time was the only place in the world nuclear weapons were stored and tested. For whatever reason, I believe they were trying to observe our nuclear prowess and knowledge of the atom. And before people ask, I do not have any knowledge of how the craft crashed, only that these companies at one point had possession of their materials. During this period, the United States military was approaching a peak of top security. We had just gotten out of World War II and were seriously concerned about the Soviets, so any craft of unknown origin was going to be put under wraps. This was really the start of U.S. UFO phenomena, and following Roswell was a decades-long mission to try and understand what these craft were, how they operated, and who operates them. Everything past this point was kept under wraps, and is still today. The U.S. military has recovered several more craft throughout this time period, although I do not know the means or methods as to how. All I know is at some point during the mid-1970s, private industry started to take over these projects, and U.S. military involvement became increasingly less active. This is where we go back to Area 51. Before its public disclosure, Area 51 was a hotbed for the testing and research of these craft and how they operated. This is most publicized by a gentleman by the name of Bob Lazar, who claims to have been part of these back engineering teams in the late 1980s. While I cannot verify Mr. Lazar's claims, I do know that these kind of SAPs existed at the time on the test range. If any of Bob's claims are true, then the craft operated by creating and distorting a gravitational wave, essentially bending space-time and pulling the space they want to go to toward them. It's a rather weird method of propulsion, although using the word propulsion isn't entirely accurate, since this is exactly the opposite of that. Think of pulling something toward you instead of being pushed away. Anyways, after Lazar went public about the existence of the base and made his claim that UFOs are real, everything changed. All of the craft and its parts, as I understand, were moved, although I am not totally sure. Area 51 no longer housed extraterrestrial craft. Security also doubled down, and since then, there have been a lot less people involved with this technology and these projects, leading us to where we are today. People are wasting their time by trying to access Area 51, and although I understand it's a joke, make no mistake, 
you can be shot and killed by trespassing U.S. military installations. In many cases, we are actually trained to kill on site, depending on the location and circumstances of the situation. I highly advise to anyone listening that trespassing on a government installation is no joke, and you will face very, very serious consequences if you attempt to do so. If people want the real truth, go to the doors of the corporations that manage this stuff and demand answers. You won't get them from the U.S. military. I'm going to finish off by answering some questions I know your audience is going to have for me. Question. Have you ever seen an alien or UFO? Answer. No. I have never seen an alien or UFO. I've only been made aware of the existence of these projects through my work and co-workers. One of my co-workers in particular, I believe, was involved in an SAP. Although in this industry, you keep your mouth shut about that stuff. Question. Why keep everything a secret still? Why not come out and admit UFOs are real? Answer. There are actually several reasons, and a big mistake people make is thinking there is just one. Primarily, this stuff is still kept secret for weapons potential. The amount of power that these crafts generate are most likely astronomical, and the fuel source is most likely strong enough to create an explosion so large it would likely destroy the entire planet. We also don't fully understand what these things are. There could be materials that are toxic or could spread foreign diseases, which could potentially spread and kill millions of people, which is why these materials are handled extremely carefully. It's also because it would completely flip the lid on world religion and our place in the cosmos. Yes, not everyone would go crazy, but some most definitely would, and you best believe there would be riots. Finally, it's because the United States still has enemies that would love to find out what kind of projects we have and how to access them. In short, it's a matter of international security. Question. You haven't seen a UFO and have not been involved in these projects. How can you verify that these claims are true? Answer. In short, I cannot. As I stated in the beginning, a wealth of my knowledge on this subject comes from what I observe at my job and the people I work with. A lot of this information gets spread around in secret, and usually only to those who also maintain a security clearance high enough that they know if you go telling anyone, you are seriously getting yourself into deep trouble. It's the structure of fear that keeps people from opening their mouths, especially in these kinds of projects. Take what I've said, or leave it. The choice is yours. Remember that 1,000 years ago, no one thought that people could fly in the air, and yet today we have planes. 500 years ago, no one thought there would be a way to send a message immediately, and yet here I am on a computer that can send messages across the world instantly. The universe is full of weirdness and oddities. Here we sit completely complacent with the fact that we're on a massive spinning ball of dirt, walking around as bipedal beings, creating things, and yet we don't question a thing of it. Open your eyes and you will find the truth. And that again was a piece of correspondence from a listener who wanted to remain anonymous for very obvious reasons. Take what I've said or leave it, the choice is yours. So, 
there you have it. And I have to tell you, if what he says is true, exceptionally powerful, is the only way I can describe it. And if it isn't, very well written, no matter what. But thank you for your piece of correspondence, no matter what. And I'm not going to be a mediator with this. It's something that I want listeners to make up their own minds about, in regards to validity or lack thereof. But no matter what, thank you for writing in, and thank you for your excellent piece of correspondence. It was probably, with no offense to anyone else listening, the best I've ever received on this subject. If you are listening in right now, your thoughts on the program are appreciated. Your comments, so far, v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. The topic for next week's program is dreams. If you've had any dreams that have predicted things, that have predicted events, let me know, and let me know your thoughts on dreams in general. Feedback and shortwave reception reports, v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. Let's go over to Jordan in California with his feedback on Area 51. Hello, Review Bra and fellow listeners. I'm calling in to give my two cents about Area 51. I'm a, generally a pretty skeptical person. I'm a history major at UC Irvine. So I think it's pretty unlikely that Area 51 is host to any extraterrestrial technology or aliens itself. I'm not saying I don't believe in extraterrestrial beings, but I think when the Air Force says that Area 51 is a testing site for experimental aircraft and such, uh, I'm inclined to believe them. Area 51 became popularized during the Cold War era when, you know, the United States government was extremely secretive about everything because they were basically paranoid um, of Soviet spies in the United States. And another thing that a lot of people don't know is that uh, not only was Area 51 used for developing and testing experimental aircraft and such, um, it was also used to examine uh, captured Soviet aircraft. Uh, So obviously the United States government would want to keep that kind of stuff heavily uh, classified. Um, I think personally that if there is somewhere that the government is testing, you know, extraterrestrial technology or, I don't know, capturing aliens, I think um, by this point Area 51 has become uh, such a figure in popular culture that it they it would they would know better than to keep anything like that at area 51 uh if there is somewhere the government is testing extraterrestrial technology i think it's a lot more likely that it's buried you know a thousand feet underground or in antarctica somewhere where we some some testing facility that we have no idea exists at all unfortunately uh that's just my two cents thanks Thank you, Jordan, and absolutely, I I agree with what you're saying there. 
And I think it also matches with what the previous writer also said. Should any of this really be going on? The publicity, right, the publicity that Area 51 has in this day and age is just too great to have these these types of things stored there because everyone would know where it is. And even like I was saying last week, if the extraterrestrials are being studied, if their technology is being examined to this day, I really don't think it's going to be at a facility like Area 51. Uh, it's, it's not going to be stored there. It's going to be in a place that's almost hiding in plain sight, or that's just, you know, underground, you name it, almost completely inaccessible. Uh, let's keep it in the state of California, and let's go over to Taylor in Los Angeles, California. She has her thoughts on Area 51. Hi, John. It's Taylor from Los Angeles. I just wanted to give you my thoughts on Area 51. Back during the Cold War, I totally believe they developed and tested experimental aircraft there, but I don't think the designs for those aircraft were from a UFO crash. I think the more likely possibility is that they were stolen from Soviet countries or really any country that was making headway in advanced technology at the time. My childhood self would be so ashamed to hear me say this right now because I was so big into aliens and the conspiracy around Area 51. However, I just don't think what crashed in the desert that night was a UFO. It's more likely it was one of the experimental aircraft in question. I still totally believe in life on other planets, but I just haven't seen any evidence that they've come into contact with us here on Earth. The universe is too big for us to be alone, but it's quite likely that they don't have the technology to contact us either, and they're unaware that we exist as well. I believe they still test experimental aircraft at Area 51, and it could also be used as a place to run covert Air Force missions because it is still such a secret place. And another thing I found with the rise of this whole Storm Area 51 craze was an article in the LA Times from 2013 written by a lawyer. This lawyer represented workers at Area 51 in a lawsuit against the government back in the 1990s. According to the workers there, the government was using Area 51 as a place to dump hazardous materials, and then they would burn the hazardous materials there illegally and the toxic fumes coming off of the hazardous materials were causing the workers to get sick, and some of them even ended up dying. So I guess another function of Area 51 is that it's the government's glorified secret dump, where they can just get rid of things illegally. <laughs> I was considering taking some time off in September to go down to Roswell, New Mexico, since I've always wanted to go there anyway, but I wouldn't go anywhere near the base. Because uh, I'm not looking to get killed by the Air Force anytime soon. <laughs> Anyways, that's my thoughts on Area 51. So thank you, Taylor, for sharing your thoughts and also for sharing the LA Times uh, newspaper article as well. And uh, that, is, that has been something that I heard on the radio uh, the other week that I had previously forgotten about. Uh, that yes, there is that theory in regards to Area 51 uh, that is, or I should say was, a toxic waste dump. And, uh, I mean, there's certainly people that, you know, feel, feel very strongly about that, you know, enough to definitely take that into the courts. So no matter what, I think you can really see, no matter what one's views are on Area 51, whether you really are a strong proponent of the fact of whether there may be aliens there, or whether it is simply a, a secret testing facility, I think one common consensus uh, so many of us can collectively reach is the fact that, arguably, 
you know, it's extremely likely that extraterrestrial life does exist out there. So thank you for writing in, Taylor, in Los Angeles, California. Going over to a written piece of correspondence, we hear from Matthew. He says, I was just listening to your VORW about Area 51. You invited people to let you know what they think is inside. And to that, I think it's a place of holding and testing top-secret military constructions, including aircraft which have been spotted there, and who knows what other technology they could be working on. Sometimes I tell people this and they don't believe me, but I took a visit to Rachel, Nevada, and Area 51 back in 2013, and actually ended up trespassing and being caught and detained by armed security who kept me for an hour in the desert uh, while the police arrived and gave me a ticket. I wrote a piece on it with some photos I took, and it's a mildly interesting read. And granted, uh, because we can't really share the images or the whole thing, I, I want to give a link to his blog and uh, check it out. It's the real deal. He was definitely there, and I believe what happened to him. Uh, you can find it at the following URL, area51trip.tumblr.com. It's all one word, area51trip.tumblr.com. Uh, go there, he's got the whole thing typed out, many stories, many pictures to back that up. You could even see the camo dudes there in their white pickup truck, and uh, the whole the whole nine yards, so check it out. Matthew with some very interesting experiences. Uh, we're going to go over to Tim in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, he says, Area 51 offers too many questions, and to be generous, very few answers. Clearly, the recent Jeremy Corbell documentary about the alleged S-4 contractor Bob Lazar and his apparent involvement in trying to reverse-engineer a UFO has sparked this sudden urge of interest as to what may be going on there. In my opinion, Bob Lazar comes across as a credible person who is not seeking attention, and had to be persuaded to come out with his story after 30 years of silence. That being said, we are unlikely ever to see any concrete evidence of a reverse engineering program of alien craft, either at the S-4 base or anywhere else in the world. Thank you. That was from Tim in Melbourne, Australia, with his thoughts on Area 51 and Bob Lazar. Uh, let's go over to Courtney in England. She has a few thoughts on Area 51 herself. My thoughts on Area 51 and what's in it, or possibly in it, is that I generally do think there are aliens in there that are working with the Americans on like different intelligence and like UFOs and stuff. So I think the US knows about it, they're working with them, but they're just not saying, and they've been covering it up for years. And like everything that people see in the sky, and they always come along and say, oh, it was a balloon, it was a plane, when people know what they see, and I do not believe for one minute that Area 51 is just a normal military base. There is no way. I've been up to it. I drove there. I drove up to the gates. And it says, you know, if you go past this point, we will shoot you. There's definitely something going on there. And thank you, Courtney. And definitely a strong believer in the presence of aliens, perhaps even that direct work in regards to what's going on there. Uh, but definitely you raise a certainly a valid point. When it comes down to the base itself, 
There's definitely nothing normal going on there, regardless of what it would ever end up being. You've been there, you've seen it, we've all seen the videos of it, and I think, you know, one could be safe to say that no matter what it is, uh, it's definitely, there's some crazy stuff there. How about we hear from Riley in Foley, Minnesota. Uh, hello, Review Bra. My answer to the question of what's in Area 51 is that there is alien technology, whether it be spacecrafts or, like, ray guns. But the problem is we won't be able to see it because of an invisible shield put on by the worker aliens that currently subside there. So basically, there is alien technology there, but we won't be able to see them because of invisible shields that are put on by these worker aliens that are forced to work there. All right, thank you, and goodbye. So that was another listener who, again, strongly feels about the presence of extraterrestrials at Area 51 and also believes in that direct, uh, in a sense, almost collaboration, perhaps even forceful, that we're harnessing them for their technology and they're also, we're kind of using that technology, whatever we can utilize at this point, also as a security measure. We hear from Armin in Germany next with his feelings and thoughts on Area 51. Report of the week, aka Review Bra. Hi, this is Armin speaking from Germany. Uh, I'd like to give my two cents uh, to the uh, topic of the Area 51 craze that's going on right now. Um, I hope everybody's doing fine. I hope um, uh, everybody's enjoying the podcast so far. Mm. Concerning Area 51, I don't think that Area 51 is important when it comes to uh, extraterrestrial technology, uh, simply because we know about Area 51. I don't think that a government would let any information of that caliber uh, hit the ether and make itself uh, available uh, to the general public without any motivation behind that so what i'm trying to say is i think that it's uh it is a a cover-up it's it's a conspiracy that has been planted on purpose i think i don't know for whatever reason but um yeah i don't think we have any aliens or alien technology down there the actual area 51s that do exist we probably never heard of them we've never seen them we've never read about them um and i don't think that will change in the near future And sorry to interject right here, uh, but this is definitely something that I agree on. Uh, If I were to just say right now, if I think the extraterrestrials have visited, we're studying their technology, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't believe that it is at Area 51. Like a lot of people have said before, I feel the same way. If we know about it and we're studying this stuff, it's not there. It's at a place that's probably so well hidden, we're never going to find it. It's not meant to be found, and that's where it is. Uh, But I don't think that 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 type of stuff is at Area 51. Uh, Now, let's continue, though, with the rest of his message. Um, The only thing that's going to be interesting to see is what's going to happen with the self-defense mechanism that is is going to try to fight off all the intruders uh, that will try and uh, storm Area 51 on, on September 20th. It's, uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to see. Although um, I am a firm believer of the uh, pre-astronautic theories, and I really do hope that we already are in possession of um, technology that 
surpassed our knowledge and, and skills and that we are actually in contact with beings that have uh, surpassed our level of evolution. I really love this to be reality, but um, as far as Area 51 is concerned, I, uh, I don't have any hopes that we're going to find out anything. Uh, there so um, yeah thank you very much for the intention I hope everybody is enjoying the the podcast and yeah take care have a good day and thank you for writing in that was Armin in Germany this is VORW International the voice of the report of the week in addition to being broadcast online we are also heard on shortwave 5850 7780 kHz your program feedback is appreciated, V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Again, the topic for next week's program is dreams, and if you have had a dream that's predicted anything, if you think that they're able to do so, what you think about dreams in general. Uh, we have Ashley writing in, who writes, I believe that Area 51 exists as a decoy. Something for the public to wonder about while the government does its real extraterrestrial research at a true testing facility. That facility is known as Area 52. It's probably hidden in plain sight where no one would expect it to be. God only knows what monstrosities they are studying there. Thank you, Ashley. Ed in Michigan writes, From what I have heard, it's plain and simple. Area 51 has in it an Air Force facility where they tested... Lockheed U-2, F-117A, and other aircraft. Everyone just jumped on the conspiracy bandwagon, and people spread lies after some guy uh, called into a radio show insisting he worked there and said something shady was going on. And Of course, that was in reference to the 1997 Art Bell interview there, and also I imagine you would feel the same way about the Bob Lazar uh, revelations one could define as. Thank you for writing in, Ed, in Michigan. All viewpoints and opinions are always welcome, and I'm happy to share them on the air, of course, as long as they're not, you know, what I always say, as long as they're not hateful or harmful, uh, I'm always welcome to share them, you know, always welcome to new, different ideas, you name it. It's not about uniformity. Uh, we have some more feedback coming in. Nicole has the following. Hello, my name's Nicole, and I'm 18 years old. I'm actually from Ireland, but I moved to the United States about six months ago. So you wanted someone to discuss this whole hype about Area 51. As an outsider looking in per se, because I'm not an American, we didn't grow up with the whole, you know, Area 51, you know, in the desert, there's aliens there, you need to be careful, you know, etc. Um, I think it's very interesting, I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, the whole Facebook group fiasco where there was thousands of people trying to infiltrate a highly, um, secured <laughs> place in the United States, it, it was, it's kind of a silly idea, but it's not because it's people coming together. And I'm not a believer myself. Um, I do enjoy watching ancient aliens and, you know, conspiracy theories and stuff like that because it gets my mind thinking. But 
I do believe that the whole, you know, our generation and maybe the generation before us, they were actually coming together and we were all joking and we were having fun and it might have <laughs> it might have caused the government to be like, oh, wow, there's actually young kids planning to do this. But it actually brought us all together. And um, in the last four years, there's been a lot of divide, let's say, um, between individuals. And I think something so... I don't want to use the word silly because it's not silly because people are entitled to their own... Um, beliefs and you know their own cultures and majority of people have been brought up on the fact that they're like mm-hmm. some people have been brought up on the fact that mm-hmm. there is you know life out there and personally for me I tend to be really skeptic and like nah there's nothing there I <laughs> aliens what are those you know but in all reality it's actually I, I, I pin it down to fear let's say, um, fear is what makes me want to uh, hope that they're not there because we're not used to them and fear is what makes the world go round, in my belief. But no, I think the whole Area 51 thing is actually absolutely monkey business. But it brought everyone together. Everyone is sharing memes. Everyone's sharing jokes. You know, I'm sure tourism has gone up an awful lot um, in Nevada um, because of this, which is good. So we're making an income out of that. So I just, that's my opinion on Area 51. I think it's silly, but it brought, you know, the whole world together. I mean... Europe, America, South America, you know, maybe even the penguins in Antarctica were like, oh, they found out about our friends, you know. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, I hope my views weren't too silly and I hope it, this makes it in the videos. And and I just want to thank you for all the reviews and the podcasts that you do. And I'm a new fan, but I support you and I hope you do well. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Some interesting feedback there. Especially, of course, in regards to the actual event of of the possibility of storming the facility and granted uh, its likely repercussions should anything occur. Uh, Let's hear from Charles uh, what he has to say about Area 51. Okay, this might seem like a long shot, but hear me out. I know what is being stored inside Area 51, and I know why the government won't tell you. Deep in the cells, thousands of feet underground, is none other than Shrek. The government is hiding him in a conspiracy with Universal Studios to make it so. On September 20th, when the raid takes place, Shrek will be released. He will massacre thousands of Naruto runners and Kyles, and Shrek 5 will be a live-action massacre. Just wait and see for yourself. You gotta believe me, you, bro. <laughs> well, well, thank you for uh, for sharing that, Charles. And uh, perhaps if there's one thing that would even be crazier than aliens over at Area 51, it would be if, perchance, Shrek exists over there and uh, is unleashed and is in cahoots with Universal Studios and goes on a, a rampage and that would be, I think that would be the one thing even crazier than secret government technology, extraterrestrials, if if Shrek was actually a physical, 
real being and actually was deep in the depths of the facility and is unleashed into the world. <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, sharing that, Charles. Let's go over to Claire. Uh, she's writing in. She says, with how popular Area 51 has become in recent decades, I'm a bit surprised that it's taken so long for someone to put together an event like this, ill-informed and dangerous though it may be. At one point, I'm sure the facility may have once held some earth-shattering secrets, but with how popular it has become, I think it's likely that the government has moved whatever secrets were there to some place a little less well-known, perhaps one that we don't even know about. It still might contain some secret technology, uh, like some advanced spy planes you mentioned, or something relatively sci-fi like energy weapons, but I think it's highly unlikely that there's anything there that would fundamentally change the way we view the world, such as aliens. They've probably long since moved such secrets to a far less known uh, facility. So thank you for writing in, Claire. And uh, again, I think like that's the same view that I have. I would say even a few weeks ago, my view of Area 51 was totally cut and dry. And I thought to myself, yeah, it's a testing ground, that's it. Uh, but you know what? It's about objectivity. I'm still pretty much on the... Uh, I firmly believe, to be honest, that it is a testing facility. A testing ground mostly just in regards to uh, aircraft, you name it. Perhaps a few weapons here and there. I mean, maybe it is just a, a toxic waste dump. But I think that if there is that possibility of extraterrestrial technology, uh, it's not at Area 51, and I am... 100% convinced with that, that if in the chance that the stuff is real, that it's here, it's not going to be at Area 51. It's somewhere else that, again, like I said, it's just not meant, it's not meant to be found. That's the best way to put it. Eric in Atlanta, Georgia checks in. Hey, John. This is Eric in Atlanta. Uh, I just wanted to weigh in with my thoughts on Area 51. I personally do not believe that there are aliens or alien technology inside of Area 51. I think that it is a testing ground for experimental military technology, some of which may appear to the untrained eye to be of extraterrestrial origin, just given its capability. Now, I think that it may be a lot easier to test that kind of thing and not let everybody know what's going on if everybody thinks that it's alien spacecraft or UFOs zipping around because then you can say, oh, they're crazy. You know, or, or, you know, we don't know what it was. It was something crazy and weird when they know exactly what it was. But it's easier to cover up if everybody thinks it's aliens. It's easier to say, well, these people are nuts. But I, I do think there are things in there that they don't want us to know about. I do not believe that those things are alien beings. Uh, thank you. Maintaining plausible deniability. Thank you for your response, Eric. And uh, let's go over. We have, I think we have enough time to fit in one more. Mervin in Phoenix, Arizona has the following. The million dollar questions are, what do you think is in Area 51? And what do you think about the facility in general? Well, to answer the second question, I think Area 51 is just a facility. It's just, it's just any other 
typical facility that the United States government is just keeping great security on it because it gained so much popularity throughout the years, you know. After the Roswell incident, you know, a lot of people were speculating, well, what if the United States government took the UFO, the suspected UFO, and the suspected extraterrestrial that was inside of it, and they took it to Area 51. And that really is what kind of gained its popularity. And, you know, after people started making rumors that, oh, they're keeping secret stuff in there, they're keeping, you know, they're keeping nuclear weapons or extraterrestrial life in there, that really gained its popularity. And after that, I think, you know, after after that, a lot of people tried to, you know, sneak in there and try to find it. So it, after that popularity was gained... I would say the United States government just had to put a lockdown on security. If we if we stay if we stay with that information, I would say it's just an it's just an all out normal aircraft facility, testing grounds, you know, for who knows, missiles, maybe maybe, you know, bombers or I don't know. Just I would just say it's a it's a it's a testing ground, but an alien an alien that is being kept inside of that facility, I would say it's a bad place to put an alien. You know, an, ac- an extraterrestrial living in Area 51 would be the worst place to put him because, you know, a lot of people already know about Area 51. Who knows? Maybe one day someone will successfully break into Area 51. Now, for the second question, what do you think is in Area 51? And to be quite honest, you know, if all of us can agree, none of us really know what is inside of Area 51. Who knows? Maybe, maybe as you said, Review Bra, maybe there's a giant tub of Carolina Reaper Ranch just sitting there in a garage with a spotlight shown on it. And it's just waiting there for us to rescue it and take it home and spread it around the world and just... Just feed everyone. Give everyone a taste of this magnificent ranch. And who knows, maybe there's even a box of Popeye's butterfly shrimp before Burger, T- Burger King took it, my bad. Before Burger King um, took the company and the original recipe is sitting there on a table. Well, who knows? Who really knows what is inside of Area 51? And well, all jokes aside, um... In my opinion, Area 51 is probably a facility for, you know, very top secret United States government files. But I also don't think there's any extraterrestrial life in there. It just would not be the correct place to put it. I would say at an uh, at another top secret base. Just not there because it's already, you know, if it were if it were if it were so it's top secret, people would not know about it. And thank you for your detailed response. It was really interesting, and it's something I really appreciate. And with that, dear listeners, I'm going to be concluding today's broadcast. Uh, you know, I said earlier that the show was going to be a little more varied, and I apologize. But as soon as I saw the responses that were coming in, uh, I knew, you know what, I'm just going to have to dedicate the entire show to Area 51. And fear not... Uh, I did sort through a lot of things. So, other miscellaneous topics I have noted down. 
I'm going to try to get to them in the next show. And uh, stay tuned for that. Now, what I'm thinking again is that the primary focus of next week's show is going to be on dreams. And again, if you've had any experiences uh, with any premonitions, any ability to predict things, if you've seen things through dreams before they've happened, or if something's came true, uh, we really want to hear from you. That's what the next show is going to be about. And if you believe, even if you haven't had those experiences, if you believe that is true, and that you can see these visions through them, or if you think it's all just not the case in the least, and that it's all BS, I think no matter how you look at it, there's a lot that we don't know about the universe, about life, about our minds, and even about sleep and dreams. There's still, there's still so much in the unknown when it comes down to that. But again, your feedback, your responses on that subject matter are appreciated. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Feel free to submit the responses in writing. I think like you kind of saw, if you feel comfortable getting up to a microphone, and you can be a regular contributor, uh, so don't even worry about that. But if you feel comfortable getting to a microphone... I know sometimes it's easier to just, you know, talk for a bit than have to write out that equivalent, uh, then record your thoughts and feedback and send it in uh, to that email as well via audio, and uh, I'll be happy to get you on the air as well. So whether you want to do so formally in writing, or if you want to have your voice heard, whatever is best, uh, go for it. And, uh, I mean, likewise, of course, I'm going to be following the subject of Area 51 uh, until and after... The raid uh, allegedly would be, you know, forecast to happen. I'll be keeping you guys updated. And uh, I think going forward, because it's still a ways away, I think we will host more discussion either about Area 51 uh, or just UFOs, extraterrestrials in general. And I think for one program going forward, I think we're just going to dedicate it to, you know, like UFO encounters. Uh, Because while we can all hypothesize about Area 51, uh, you know, of course, people have had uh, alleged extraterrestrial UFO sightings, encounters, abductions, you name it, at all locations, all over the world. So, I mean, that's not going to probably be maybe the week after it. Who's to say? But stay tuned anyway. That's going to be a subject coming up. And, of course, when it does, I'll promote it. So, uh, any miscellaneous feedback, of course, to the email address there. And also, please keep in mind, whether you're a first-time or a long-time listener, this broadcast is directly listener-supported. This program makes very little to no ad revenue on YouTube. Sometimes the show just gets completely demonetized. And this is one of those things that I refuse to change uh, just because it gets demonetized, because I really... This is my own show. I'm not going to sacrifice the quality just to, you know, get a green dollar sign there. And uh, I'll take the loss. Because I think quality-wise, look, it's my show. It's, it's you know, I'm not going to change it. Uh, none of the other platforms that this is hosted on, despite getting thousands and thousands of listens, are monetized. And, of course, production costs, shortwave radio airtime, you name it. It all costs money. So consider your support. Consider a donation of $20, $50, $100, anything you can really do. It's really appreciated to V-O-R-W 
info at gmail.com via PayPal. That's V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com via PayPal or via Patreon, patreon.com slash the report of the week. Thank you for listening and do take care. We will be seeing you again next Thursday, August 1st, 2019. I hope you'll be able to join us again next week. Until then, I hope you enjoyed the show. This was an absolutely fascinating one. Your responses are what made this show, so please keep them coming in. And uh, if, if you found it interesting, just know it's because of you guys, the listeners, that make it so interesting. So thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you next week. Take care. This is VORW.